1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Happy New Year from everyone here at Let's Play. For December 30th, 2022, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Thanks for allowing us some time off and looking forward to the new year. Coming up, Santa brought the gaming industry a present, yet another unionizing Activision Blizzard studio. While there are hundreds of stories we've covered over the last year, One story that kept reoccurring was Activision Blizzard. At the start of the year, Activision Blizzard was facing multiple allegations, and two government regulators were suing the company over their workplace culture, with one case still waiting to go to trial next year. In January, Microsoft announced that it was acquiring Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion, which has been the single biggest acquisition in gaming history. This deal is also the largest tech acquisition to date, beating out Dell's $67 billion acquisition of EMC and Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter for $44 billion. Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard also had ripple effects among other companies, notably Sony's valuation dropping $20 billion on the same day the acquisition was announced. Regulatory bodies around the world have weighed in on the deal with Brazil and Saudi Arabia approving the acquisition without concessions. For a while, it was unclear if the US and UK regulators would step in and investigate this deal, with rumors of the Federal Trade Commission's investigation starting back in April of this year, which concluded earlier this month when the FTC filed their antitrust lawsuit against Microsoft. The FTC claims this merger could have the potential to stifle competition in the gaming industry, echoing the concerns that Sony has had with the potential of the Call of Duty franchise becoming an Xbox exclusive. The FTC also pointed to Microsoft's industry advantage with the Xbox Game Pass and their cloud gaming. Activision Blizzard was also the catalyst for unionization in the gaming industry, with two unions forming the Game Workers Alliance and Game Workers Alliance Albany, which is huge because unionization prior to 2022 wasn't ever even discussed in the gaming industry. Though Activision Blizzard didn't acknowledge those unions without kicking and screaming, using boilerplate union-busting techniques and rhetoric to undermine their workers' rights. Overall, it's been fascinating, just really interesting to see how one company has impacted the whole of gaming in just one year. Now, that brings us to our last story of the year. I'm happy to announce the formation of the third unionization effort under Activision Blizzard, Proletariat Workers' Alliance. This time around, the Boston-based studio Proletariat announced that they filed with the National Labor Relations Board for a union election, and put pressure on Activision Blizzard by calling for them to voluntarily recognize the union. Which going off Activision's track record, I'm doubting that they're gonna do. However, Activision's union-busting moves might not work this time around. In the past, Activision Blizzard argued that the whole studio needed to vote to unionize, not just a single division like the two quality assurance teams. Which as we've discussed in the past, is a tactic to dilute the union voting pool in an effort to make the unionization vote fail. In proletariat's unionization effort, the whole sixty-employee studio is seeking to vote, with the majority of staff in favor of unionization, which is huge because we haven't seen a whole AAA game studio band together like this, well, ever. And it's refreshing to see. If you asked me if the gaming industry would push to unionize last year, I would have laughed at the pipe dream. But in the last 12 months, Activision Blizzard scandals have led to government oversight and workers finally fighting for their rights. Both of which I've been advocating for since I became a video game journalist many years ago. So hopefully in the new year, I can announce the formation of the third video game union in the United States. Alright, it's Friday, and we normally have the Friday replay, but as you all have noticed, we didn't produce any episodes this week. So, we are going to take this episode out on a podcast review. This one coming to us from Acoustified from Apple Podcasts, who says, quote, "...great production and up-to-date gaming news. A-plus for the production and quality of this podcast. I really enjoy the host delivery and daily gaming news." I do wish the podcast was a little longer for my daily commute. However, that being said, I don't know that a daily gaming news podcast would have enough news to warrant that without adding other segments. I mostly enjoy the Friday Weekly Roundup because of the length. My only major complaint is I wish opinions were left out. I generally agree with most of the opinions delivered on this podcast. However, I prefer my news just facts from all sides. Keep listening. Hey, thank you so much for your wonderful review here, Acoustified, and we've heard your feedback and we'll take it into consideration. Make sure you leave your own podcast review, which we read here on Fridays through Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, and Amazon. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back tomorrow for even more video game news. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash limit break radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening.
1: Planning for your next trip?